0: Oh, my goodness. Why would I want to mute either you or me <laughs> in this conversation? So everybody, <laughs> welcome. And Jill, thank you so much for being here on video. Um, as we, yeah, offered like this special opportunity on Beyond the Ordinary that this is rare for us to do video calls. And it's just felt so right to do it with you.
1: Uh,
0: so amazing.
1: Thank you. So, it's great to be here. I'm so excited to share tonight.
0: I am too, there's so much coming in. Everyone on the call, This again, I said it earlier, but I want, to, I want to invite you to it again. It's really take this time for you. And we're truly sharing this for you. There's so much information that's streaming through our consciousness and Jill is tapped in in this really unique way. And the insights that she provides through the awareness that streams in her and through her and her relationship with that guidance, it's a gift for all of us. So I'm hoping that as you all are listening, that you really take this time, a sacred time for yourself, this you time to nourish your heart, nourish your soul, nourish that knowing within yourself that gets to remember that aspect of benevolence and love that is always available to you and how to step into it with the powerful force that you are. Because all in love, is who you are. And so with that, let me tell you a little bit more about Jill, in case you're not familiar with her, because there are some new people here for BTO. So Jill Renee Feeler, other than being just a super dear friend, uh, a true sister, um, she invites us into another dimension of ourselves. And I'm going to read a little bit about it because her bio does us a lot, does us a lot of justice. Um, she not only invites us into another dimension of ourselves, but into another spectrum of our humanity she is boldly setting the stage for 21st century spirituality ushering in the way for being divine while also being wholly human guys that's so important to be both we don't have to separate anymore the safety mechanisms and doing that or the integration that took us past embodiments are shattering and really we're bringing it in and grounding in heaven on earth and for me heaven on earth is being at the center Of who you truly are. And so Jill does that so beautifully with the invitation, the energy that she carries. Um, So Jill offers our audience and clients clear game-changing tools for bypassing the limitation of this age. For connecting directly to your eternal energy field and your inherent sovereignty. As a rising star in the personal growth industry. I don't even have to tell you about this. She's amazing and she a rising star. She's, I believe, becoming a star that's that's being acknowledged. And sometimes, much like many of you listening here tonight, sometimes it's just so bright that we don't understand why people don't see us, why they don't see you. And I can tell you there's an acclamation that as you continue to shine even brighter, you will start being met. All of us are catching up and surpassing where we thought we can go on so many different levels. And again, Jill is this beautiful sun that's illuminating so much love and wisdom. And it's with that, Jill, that I wanna welcome you to today's show.
1: Mm. So humbling to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love to be alongside you. And for those that have heard us before, there's something really special when two cosmic siblings come together. And I feel like something new comes out for me and my eternal light when I'm alongside you, John. So it makes me even more excited (laughs) for every time we come together. So I'm excited for what's going to come through tonight.
0: I am too. Well, let's get into the conversation. Let's get into the topic because you're really, it's, Okay, I'm gonna talk about you like your lucky night here. <laughs> Part of what I love about Jill is that she doesn't mind being controversial. It's that rebellious streak that kind of, and, it's, and again, it's out of love. It's not out of being rebellious to be rebellious, but it's out of this stream of love. It's out of this, hold on a second. There's illumination and truth that wants to shine in a way that hasn't been shown before. <laughs> and whatever's been repressing that, whatever's been holding that back, whatever's been invested in the manipulation of that truth coming out we're going to shine light on it and we're going to present it in a way where it can be received in its entirety in the way that it wants to and can be received at the present moment without the distortion holding it back again without that's without that distortion that keeps the brightness of who you are from penetrating the field for others to receive as well um Jill, but again, let's let's get into it. Again, we're going to talk today about the five afterlife distortions, about unveiling why these truths are coming to light now, and clarifying why this knowledge is so important right now, and you're even going to offer a light bridge activation for restoring our eternal self-connection. So let's start with these five afterlife distortions. Mm, Jill, what's let's your work do it. around this? Okay.
1: Um, And maybe just a little bit of context here, why are we even talking about the afterlife? Because our human consciousness that we walk around with, as as we're alive, actually affects what happens to us individually in the afterlife experience. So I didn't understand that connection. I didn't see that connection as clearly as I now do. And since the Egypt trip, totally activated uh, my afterlife awareness and goddess ISIS connection and so forth. So the top five distortions in the afterlife, and I didn't even write down the answers. They're just going to come through live. Um, the first distortion, uh, the number one distortion um, in the afterlife, or if you will, false expectations, is that upon death and dropping the body, that everything's become everything becomes clear. I wish that were true, but actually it gets more confusing. And the more distortions that we may have had, again, while we were alive with our human consciousness, the more likely you are to have the same level or worse distortions in the afterlife. So a very strong motivation (laughs) to really get clear about what your eternal self consciousness is and isn't and your eternal self's view of who and what we are in this reality in order to have not just a positive afterlife experience that is productive, upward spiraling, uh, restores your eternal self connection, even in in the at the deeper levels of self beyond time. But also, it translates to your human life here. And the Egyptians, uh, the Egyptian timeline of Isis and Thoth and some of the others, they had a preoccupation with the afterlife for very similar reasons. So it does make sense. And kind of kind of jumping around a little bit, it makes sense that now in this and your my timeline and everybody that's here that we are sort of picking up where the Egyptian mystery schools left off with more clarity and more awareness about what works in the afterlife and what doesn't work well in the afterlife. Okay, so that's the first one. It doesn't get clear just because you drop your body. It actually gets more confusing. Okay, the number two distortion is that, <laughs> yeah, to is like, okay, which one do we want to pick is number two. Uh, that the manipulation ends. It's a distortion that in the afterlife, uh, not just it kind of goes along with the clarity, but that all of a sudden, the level of maybe misinformation or distortions that you may have been experiencing here, that those go away in the afterlife. They actually compound in the afterlife. You know, Anyway, well, we're going to to help you. It's good. We're going to have good information here. Number three of the top distortions is that yeah, this one's good. Oh, this could even be number one, but let's leave it here as number three. The top third distortion in the afterlife is that reincarnation is a process for soul growth and soul evolution. No one has to reincarnate. Nobody ever had to incarnate. Nobody ever has to reincarnate. So isn't it interesting, John, that so many spiritual teachings actually have sort of incorporated this distortion into the teachings, making multiple incarnation cycles and parallel lives and past lives as something that the soul uses for growth, when none of that is true. It's always an option. Your soul doesn't need that growth and incarnated for very different reasons and not because it needed to evolve as a soul. Okay? Deep breath, everybody. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Number four of the top distortions in the afterlife is that everyone is there to help you and assist you and has information that's valuable to you. There are players, roles that are played in the afterlife that are actually not that different than some of the misinformed but well-intending teachers in the cur- in your current life and this in the physical reality. Just like there are well-meaning teachers that misguide you. There are well-meaning hosts and uh, welcoming committees in the afterlife that are also distorted, don't have the right information. And we'll say things to you like, let's see how you did in your life. Let's do your life review and see if you have to reincarnate. That's the big ding, 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 red flag. You don't have to reincarnate. So they can misinform you and they do misinform. The majority of the beings in the afterlife are misguided into reincarnating when they did not need to. Wow. Wow. right? And it's it's frustrating, right? Um, let's get to number five and then I'll talk about why I'm mad about it. <laughs> about all of this. <laughs> okay, so the the top fifth distortion in the afterlife is that um, Yeah, Isis is saying let's go deeper with this one, Joe. The top fifth distortion in the afterlife is that it's easy to tell what is true and what is false which is another very important way of saying that the distortions and the manipulations are still there. Because just like many of us feel we've got it all figured out in our humanness and what's real, what's wrong, what's true, what's false. We don't, there's a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of misinformation in this reality. And I tried for many years to be respectful that everyone could just pick what they believe is true And the more I tried it, the more my team just kept showing me but it it doesn't work that way, Jill, you can't, you can't just pretend something is true and make it true. And then they said, Jill, there's a set of truths that are true, whether you believe them or not. And that's what you have access to. That's what we're encouraging you to share. It's why you made a bodysuit and a person named Jill to share that and i was like great everyone's going to love me <laughs> because i'm going to be telling them a lot of people that what they walk around with as an ideology and a belief system is out of alignment with their eternal self because it's not true so i am in a unique position where i don't have to be popular <laughs> i don't i don't need this uh this work to make a living and and have my life um so i am in a unique position, I can see I put myself here, John, so that I can say very controversial, contradictory things to what are the most popular, most widely known spiritual teachings and say, I disagree with that, and here's why. Because well, I, go ahead. Yeah. I
0: think that's wonderful, Jill. And what it takes me to actually is that we can go into the truths that we had as our truths in the moment and and realize that our truths can change at any second. Mm. With new information and for some reason we have chosen to experience that version of the truth and how wonderful for our journey somehow we chose that end, where we led in a way that was misguided that perhaps was manipulated by other forces at play and all that yes no maybe probably mm-hmm. and that the light comes in we get to step based on our choice upon receiving information that now feels like truth for us What we do with that, even the controversy, even the fact that it may not ring completely true for us, but seeding the field with the energetics of the truth, with the energetics of love creates a blossoming that's going to start to occurring regardless in the essence of truth.
1: I love what you just said right there. I'll add to it that because I think you and I both in in our jobs and interactions with beautiful beings, like on a call like this, we hear so often, I'm stuck. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Why am I stuck? I had so much growth, or I had these great experiences at one point in my life, and now they're gone. I feel uh, Isis says, "Don't, don't play, Jill." I know <laughs> that one of the reasons individuals are getting stuck in their spiritual growth and are feeling blocked in their connection is because their truth of their human consciousness is out of alignment with their eternal self even some of the key example, the top distortions that we talked about, just imagine for a moment, if your eternal self's truth is that no one has to incarnate, and obviously, then no one has to reincarnate. And yet in our humanness, we're walking around with this idea that that incarnations are successive, they build upon each other, we learn lessons, we have reviews, we come back and we learn more, we try to fix what we messed up before, and it grows and grows and grows and grows as we try to evolve and evolve and evolve. If the eternal self doesn't believe any of that is true, then yeah, we're going to feel blocked. We're going to feel stuck because we're trying to force fit a system that is not reality. But we're pretending as if it's reality. So it makes perfect sense to me why so many well-intended, very savvy Very well-read and knowledgeable lightworkers, spiritual seekers, enlightenment, even teachers get stuck sometimes because they are out of alignment with the truths that are true, whether you believe them or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And for me, it's really gotten to a place where some of these philosophies, and I'll call them philosophies, about reincarnation, what happens in the afterlife, um, they're really mental distortions for me because does it really matter as we're walking forward to, to have this, and I guess it's some aspect that doesn't, I know you're going to help me clarify what does right now in my life, revisiting a mapping system of how my soul goes back and forth, bouncing through reincarnations really have to do with where I'm sitting now and where I'm heading, which is into an unknown it feels more like mental masturbation for me yeah. and something that's a bandwidth than something that's really serving me and the truth that wants to be revealed in a different way.
1: I agree with you. And and yet I understand the logic of it. I'm always trying to understand the motivation behind why somebody would believe something and the upgrade they obviously felt from it, which would be why they still hold those truths, right? So it does – I can see the the logic of – Oh, well, I'm incarnated, and apparently I had these so called past lives. And if I learn what I did wrong in those past lives, and maybe where I have some deficiencies in my current um, soul growth, then I can work on those and be really focused on uh, healing those wounds and evolving. And then my next life will be even better. And maybe even my current life will be better. I totally get that logic. But that, that doesn't mean it works that way. Um, so I do want to point this out, because, (laughs) because it must matter. I was when I was planning the first trip to Egypt, and I knew I wanted to go, I came across this video series, I think it's called the mystical Egypt series, John Anthony West is the key, uh, the key individual that that uh, narrates and sort of talks about it. And there's one little, very brief section in it, where it talks about the Freemasons, And how the Freemasons have, I'm getting goosebumps. uh, The Freemasons have levels and series of um, refined knowledge that they memorize to assist them in the afterlife, right? And ceremonies, it's a secret society and all those things. And as I listened to that, that part of the video, I paused it. And I just, I knew within myself like that, it doesn't work that way. And my team likes to encourage me, right? And they said, Well, why doesn't it work that way? Why? What do you you know? What do you what do you think, you know, Jill? And I said, because it doesn't matter what you fill your brain with the brain is part of the body suit that you that drops that stops working before you die in the process of death, your brain isn't with you either. So you can memorize a whole bunch of facts and figures. But unless it's a system that can assist you truly in accessing your eternal self layers, then it's it's for not it's, you could, I could be very flippant and say it's a waste of time. But to those individuals, it feels like their life purpose. And that that means something they're feeling a Freemason, especially at the higher levels, they're feeling purpose and value in their life based on, in many ways, those Freemason teachings. So that's fine, but they're going to get stuck in the afterlife as a result of it, because they're not going to have what they really need. And I don't like that.
0: So interesting. So what did this trip to Egypt that we took? I was on the trip to Egypt with Jill, which was absolutely phenomenal. And I know that you're doing another one, another retreat. I so mm-hmm. having any, any retreat of Jill. Um, but what did this trip to Egypt um, bring into your awareness and and help you embody and ground in in a way that perhaps you didn't have awareness of before?
1: I feel like I'm still accessing it. I don't I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to pretend I know as human Jill, what all that that means, um, what all that that trip meant for me as my eternal self and what was activated there. But I do know that all of my messages have been very different in terms of depth, access, clarity, goddess Isis was, was, is right. For those of us that feel a connection with her. But in the timeline that she was, I embodied as Isis, she had a very direct, clear, no nonsense, sort of way about her. And I'm like that in a lot of ways. But I feel like I wasn't embracing it because I like to be liked. And that tends to be a less likable sort of temperament. Um, It can come across as judgmental, it can come across as unsympathetic. um, But I feel like now I embrace those ISIS sort of um, personality traits that I have, and put there within myself as Jill, where I'm sort of indifferent about who agrees with me or not, my job is to be super clear about what I know, and, and why it's important. And really letting all these all these other beings decide for themselves what they decide is their own truth, because that's, that's not my job. My job is to share and to know my truths. And to offer it to others, knowing that it works and that it's an upgrade from what most people are where they're at.
0: And I really think that's a form of mastery to sit in our truth Mm -hmm. and awareness of it. And, of course, the opportunity for that truth to change, to evolve, will exist. And we also can sit in the knowing that the truth is the truth is the truth. And Mm -hmm. once you get to the truth it's really there's, there's no opposites to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I also recognize that, I mean, in a group like this, I, I feel like we tend to be not necessarily people pleasers, but we love love, and sometimes really clear wisdom that is at odds with other people's wisdom can feel unloving. It can feel um, threatening or like, well, you don't want to tell somebody they're wrong. I mean, that's not nice. We don't do that if we're high vibe, right? And Isis is sitting right here saying, "Oh yeah, you do. If you love them enough to tell you tell them the truth and offer it to them, you definitely tell somebody that that you think they're wrong." And it's well, always out of love, and that's the that's the just part that I'm willing to accept that it can be misinterpreted because on all of this, the reason I care about all of this is I'm angry, even as my eternal self about the manipulation and the lies and the deception. That's not only here in this reality in communities where you wouldn't expect it. I'm re- I was really mad when I first remembered that it happens in the afterlife too. So the mm-hmm. more I see it, the more my team is like, Jill, this is why you're there is to talk about this. You haven't wanted to talk about this before. You've been pretending that all roads lead to the eternal self energy. And we're showing you that's not true. Are you going to really pretend this is true anymore? And I was like, no, I can't do it.
0: In the love that you, love that you carry, you can't do it. Because you <sighs> once you get past the ignorant part, where we're ignorant to our own selves, that when we acquiesce to other people's truths that isn't really true, We're manipulating being loved. We're actually Mm -hmm. in controlling energy, trying to earn something in a transactional relationship Mm -hmm. by acquiescing to something that we know is not accurate. And by doing that, we're caught up in the distortion. We're caught up. We're the perpetrators of that manipulation that we Mm -hmm. feel so viscerally in our body, but now we're actually supporting it. Yes. So your stand to share the truth that's coming through you and the awareness, and really put the stake in the ground. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm lighting this up, and I'm not moving. It's really the highest version of love. Well, it's love. I, I wouldn't even call it a highest version because there are no higher there are no hierarchies in love when you're in the truth of it.
1: I maybe the purest version of love, yeah. in its most authentic, unadulterated form. Kind of like you, I think a, a loving parent would. If a child is walking around saying, yeah, four times five, that's 19, right? You don't go, yep, well, they'll figure it out, right? You say, actually, it's 20. Let me show you visually. Let's take some cookies out of the cookie jar and show you that four sets of five is actually 20. Let's figure this out together. You right. love them enough to correct the error of their thinking.
0: And, and that's what we're stepping into. And that's yeah. the path of a teacher and yeah. a way sure. And again, once you have this awareness, it, you can't help but to stand on it. Yeah, and you know, it's you could be considered a heretic by old standards. Mm.
1: Um, Current standards, actually.
0: Yeah, but but you're it's that word has such a meaning that's not accurate, and it's it's a waste show or a light bringer. Um,
1: yeah,
0: a love activator. I and mean, if truly, you.
1: I totally agree. And if you if you think about the bigger picture that that all of us are incarnated right now in this time in this time frame by choice. We we all did this with some conscious forethought on our eternal self's perspective of of when we wanted to incarnate. So if you look at that bigger picture of we knew there would be levels of unconsciousness here. And the idea that we knew we would get caught up in some of these misconceptions and misunderstandings and even lies and manipulation and control. We knew that. So the idea that that now, sorry, my nose is all tickly. (laughs) The idea that now we seem to be, yeah, let me just go deeper on this one. Hang on. Egypt, for me, and possibly for you too, John and the the rest of us that were there in February of 2018. It was a level of activation, not just for the 18 or 19 of us that were there. It was an activation for all who truly desire enlightenment, which literally means light of source within. We had known at the Galactic Council level as our eternal selves, that when the human consciousness uh, levels were showing up in front of us at the Galactic Council meetings, that there was a sense of frustration, there was a sense of we are missing something, what is it? We grow and we take two steps forward and then one step back. What, what is it that we're missing? And what we hadn't gotten to are some of these maybe harder or more uncomfortable truths That that there are truths that you can pretend are true, but that doesn't make them true. Um, There is a lot of control and authority we have over ourself. But if we're in a in a bubble of mistruth, our light is going to feel naturally compromised. So at the Galactic Council level, we, which I believe all of us are part of that on another kind of version of ourselves, a deeper level of ourselves, more expanded level of ourselves that we were recognizing, okay, this this game of pretending that that all truths are real, that everyone can just pretend what they want to pretend, and it has no consequences. Uh, Let's for those of us that are that are really wanting to like, uh, be next level, sort of light and closer to our eternal self vibrations, that we stop pretending. And that if you know something is not true, that you say it's not true, and you offer it with love, you offer it with respect, and you offer it with a degree of recognizing that just because you know it's true doesn't mean they'll choose to agree with you.
0: I agree with you, Joe. And and that's really an important aspect of something that's come up um, very profoundly for me also as we grow and we get into these surges of our spiritual and, and mm. human development, that there's a maturity that's being asked for in ourselves. And so many of us for a long time have been, I want to manifest. I want to get rid of limiting beliefs. I want to clear stuff with my mom and dad. I want to clear things from past lives and all these things that seem to serve really well. Mm-hmm. And, and, and many perhaps that have helped us to get to a different level of vibration that's given us a a deeper access than we've had before. Mm. We're also being called into a spiritual maturity. Mm. And I think a lot of us has, have been in spiritual innocence or spiritual immaturity even. And we're really being called into what is it that we do with that? What is it that our next level, how do we take ownership of what's coming in and also bringing on the awareness of these other energies, of the distortions that are available, of where we've been holding it back and perpetuating it, or where we're also capable of expanding it, and our growth that happens in our sharing that truth of others authentically.
1: That's right. I love that. And Jesus is just wanting to point out that, I mean, he was called arrogant, right? Not by everybody. But those that didn't see him, were sort of saying things like, so you think you know the truth for everybody? Well, aren't you just full of yourself? And he was like, I do know the truth for everybody. (laughs) You don't have to agree with me. But it's my it's what I feel is my job to tell you what the truth is. Now, was that story manipulated? Yes, frustratingly, it was. But his sense of standing very confidently, and trying to be as clear as possible using parables to try to get the human mind to relax its truth and just think it was hearing a story when really there's a fundamental lesson in there. Um, He had a lot of different strategies for how to unlock the light within humanity. And I do feel like a lot of us feel that connection, not just to Yeshua, but also to Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary. And we've been talking about goddess Isis and Archangel Michael, we can add in there so many other beings, Kuan Yin, Pleiadian Council, all of that stuff. We are carrying on the next level of expansive light in this reality. It's, it's like being passed a baton and all of us are here I, I see in many ways to it's almost like the challenge this fun challenge of how much light can I hold in my bodysuit right now. And right. that is very much uh, dependent and conditioned upon what you know, not in a knowledge brain Freemason kind of way, but in a living your human consciousness sort of way. It's, it's exciting. It is exciting. And I love what you, you mentioned something, uh, another important part of this early, and I'll just kind of rope it in right here. It's easy to change your mind about things. It's not nearly as threatening as it seems. But to many people, especially maybe those that left sort of organized religions and then stepped into like New Ageism or something like that, they've identified who and what they are by what their truths and beliefs are. So when you do that, there's a risk. That well, if I don't believe that anymore, then I'm not me. But you're not you because of what you believe. You're you because the eternal energy field that you are, and you happen to be a human expression of it. Your truth is a filter for what you feel about yourself and what you embody in this reality. You can change that filter whenever you want and you get more freedom. Oh, it's like, oh, just sort of Lucy, you know, fun, free flowing, sort of like, okay, if my eternal self, is this all that isness, then me as my human, I mean, I had, a you know, for me, I had a version of me that like, oh, I know myself as Jill, in one way, when I believed more traditional Christian teachings. I know myself as Jill when I was considering that that everybody's truths are true. I know what I I know a version of myself as Jill, as the as the filter of what I know now is true and every time I've made an adjustment I feel more of the love of source for me and the love that source has for all life so Mm. that's my marker is do I feel more love of source for me and for everyone else
0: oh my god I love that and that really feeds into just my awareness Jill my truth Mm. is I know as I share my truth and it's received and it's truth, um, there's this energetic exchange that happens mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. And you can't describe it other than love. It's I can even call it uplifting. It's expansive. It's a radial expansion in all different types of ways. Um, but as I gift it out, it comes right back to me. It's like this feeling and sense of love that you give selflessly and not even intentionally. You, you can't help but emanate it. You can't help but be the radiance of that in your light. It just comes through. And in that, it's like you get shots of it back over and yes. over and over again. And that's, I believe, a barometer mm-hmm. or for that ultimate exchange that takes us from a realm of separation and really demonstrates to us how we're all truly connected in that truth.
1: Beautiful. Beautifully said. Right. One little example that some may appreciate that they may resonate with is, and this was definitely true for me, when I felt like all humans were here on the planet to to figure out their ascension, and I had realized my own ascension, and we define ascension as the, the rising up of the light of source energy from within the self to the human consciousness level, it's a self ascension process. When I had my experience in in this version of ascension, which to me is the true ascension. And I was sort of expecting it was my belief system that everybody was here to ascend, I automatically had this sort of like, Oh, well, I already know I'm ascended, but I can tell you're not ascended. Oh, I hope you figure that out. Like, I I hope, you know, I'm excited for you to figure that out recognize that this, uh, it's a distortion, number one, because not everybody is here to awaken, not everybody is incarnated to ascend. Um, and when I didn't know that I was separating my sense of knowing God's love for me and God's love for them, by whether they were ascended or not. So it's unconscious, it was it felt justified and logical at the time. but. Once I recognized that that was a distortion, that it wasn't true, and that actually the, the eternal self is fully ascended wholly and completely, and that you wouldn't come to earth to learn how to ascend anyway. <laughs> then I could see that, okay, if, if, you know, my sibling or someone, you know, that I know personally that, that isn't into, you know, things like all of us are obviously on a call like this, I'm no longer concerned about whether they figure it out. And I give myself the grace and the freedom to love them as source energy loves them, no matter what they're doing or not doing from a spiritual level in their human experience.
0: And then you get to be a mirror for that love back to them. And so what a great way to love other people into the truth of who they are
1: such an upgrade. For me, anyway, it was just a huge upgrade, because you can feel it. I mean, I could feel it when I met people that were like, Oh, you don't know that yet. Oh, hope you figure it out. That's going to be really fun. You know what I mean? In a sort of condescending way, you can feel when some or when somebody says, Oh, I used to believe that. And like, like, you're not there yet, as if there's a there in terms of being more loved by source or more lovable. Um, by source, it, it's just there's a lot of silliness that happens here.
0: There is a lot of size. I love it when people say, "Oh, honey, I've been doing this for thirty years. You'll oh, figure it out eventually." It's like this favorite. isn't a linear process. I know.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> as if process. as if it takes decades. Um, right. And and I'm very. I mean, there was one woman, and I know I've told the story before, but it's just so so appropriate here. With one of the series that I offered years ago, um, it's somebody that I know well as a friend, and she's a client. And she said, "I just got done with a series, and I'm mad." And I said, Why are you mad? And she said, I've been on my spiritual journey for over 40 years. You just made in this series more clear everything I was looking for in one series. And I said to her, I I think I responded in text or in email. And I said, Sandy, another way to look at this is that those 40 plus years that you were working on this and enlightenment and spirituality and soulfulness you helped me make it this clear now.
0: You didn't say you don't have to repeat it in the next lifetime?
1: I didn't. She does know that though. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> but it was <laughs> then she she said I'm crying. You're right. I all those years of like okay this this okay this is two steps forward one step back, two steps forward, one step back. And then when she got it and I invited her into that you helped make it this clear. She she yeah. received and it was like, yes, you're right. I can thank myself and, and not be mad. Be happy that, that we figured it out now and that right. somebody else may be turning on now uh, because they want to, not because they have to. It'll be so much simpler. I mean, I turned on so quick. I feel in many ways because of all the, I mean, what I know bringers of light that have been doing this for 30, 40 years, I'm friends with a lot of them. And they tell me it was like swimming in concrete my awakening my activation was so painless and just like riding a bicycle i'm like oh my god i can do readings i didn't even know what a reading was a week ago this is cool right um i'm not saying it's like that for everybody but i didn't fight it i didn't have to go through all the hard knocks that they went through and i'm grateful that it's that process it's not linear like you said
0: i'm grateful also i didn't have to have the near-death experiences and all those things mine was the same way it didn't have to go through all that suffering Mm -hmm. there's just and ease in a saying and being in relationship with it, which was facilitated the curiosity, the wonder that really was the impetus for wanting to explore deeper and have intimacy with what was awakening. Um, What also happens is you're awakening your awareness through that course that woke up Sandy or provided Sandy a different awareness into her truth. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It was all relative, all of our experience that have led us into these relationships of other people are forming the basis of our truth now
1: Yeah.
0: and what we know and, and how wonderful. So without Sandy, you these other people, maybe that would shown up a little bit sooner in a different way in other mm-hmm. aspects, but for her to be able to receive that and the gift of your awareness and your truth shining through, mm-hmm. uh, it, it takes, there's so much more at play than we are really logically aware of. Um, and what's being, unraveled within us and shared. So it's it's so wonderful. Jill, I want to get into the special offer a little bit because there's an opportunity to work with Jill one-on-one. And she does that here for BTO every time she comes on. So it's, we'll get into that in a little bit. And there's more also uh, that's going to be shared. Um, Jill, before we get into that and into the activation that I know that you're going to bring into the call um, that we promised earlier, I want to ask you, what do the energies on the other side have... To gain by distorting these us as souls that are that are um, working on transitioning from one place to the next.
1: At some, I want to say, point in linear time, and from our humanists, we are operating very much so within linear time for the for the most part. I'm sort of like winking there, right there. <laughs> uh-huh. There, at one point, was a distortion by a very powerful group of beings that was excited about the power of successive reincarnations that build one upon another upon another. They were excited about the growth, they were excited about what it offered Source Creator God. Um, So they sort of built in these systems of, well, let's help everybody have a great life review. Let's um, help them make good choices for their reincarnation. Let's help it that next ring re- the next because see that in that level of the distortion, they're still operating in linear time. The eternal self is beyond time. It's beyond space. Right. Okay. So within that distortion, there's a sense of linear progress, linear lifetimes, past lives, current lives, future lives. So The one tip is that if you're operating at the eternal self level and its truth system, there's an awareness, obviously, of linear time, but it's not bound to linear time. So every time I hear someone say, I'm doing this past life research, and and I just want to say, you know, it's not really past, right? You know, they're really all of your lives are happening right at the same time, right next to each other. And they kind of go, yeah, Yeah, the past life reading I had yesterday was so cool, Jill. And they just like skip right over it. It's like crickets. They just don't get what I'm offering them, which is that your past life is happening right now. And therefore, what's happening in that parallel lifetime may or may not be relevant to you at all. And doesn't need to be you don't need anything from that other life. If you needed it, it would be in your current life and not pulled in through supernatural or esoteric forces. So um, this option that we have for recognizing that there is a system of of manipulation and distortion in the afterlife that was well-intended, but it was within the distortion. So it's kind of like when I meet somebody here in this reality, no matter, you know, I I use the example in a recent podcast about It's kind of like when a telemarketer calls you, right? Or it's an I, you know, some people know about those IRS scams where there's all these threatening letters that they send you. They just, they have a job to do. They're trying to, they're trying to pay their bills, right? They don't, they, they know there's not really an, an IRS lawsuit against you, but they're, it's their job. They're making a living by telling you a lie. And they just keep going with it because their job is to get somebody on the phone that will eventually hand them enough information or wire them money so that their boss and their boss's boss can make this money, right? So it's like, is it screwed up? Yeah, it's totally screwed up. But some don't even realize or appreciate just how sad and twisted it really is. So, my thought is, and my strategy is, don't ask somebody that's lying to you to tell you the truth. Um, Right? So, that's one of the major strategies. And Jesus offers it, by the way, in the special offer. He shares with us in the special offer what his afterlife experience was as Yeshua.
0: Interesting. Wow. Beyond.
1: Oh, my God and his description of okay, this is what I felt in the afterlife. This is what I felt when I reappeared to Mary Magdalene. This is what I felt when I when I restored my my full connection with my human consciousness, and the eternal self consciousness, the godness. And it just it was, it's so good.
0: Wow, amazing. Amazing. I have a penetrating question for you. I'm curious. It's penetrating to me anyway. That's mm. my opinion. Uh, and I want to ask you after we get into the special offer because if anyone <laughs> needs to jump off, I want to make sure that everybody gets access to having a session with Jill because her sessions are phenomenal. Okay. I'm signing up. I'm taking
1: one. Sign me up before I sell out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's not that many. Because <laughs> there's not that many, there's so I definitely
0: want to take yeah. one. Uh, let's go to the special offer. Everybody go to and I'm going to share my screen as well, so that you guys can see what we have up here um, in the special offers. And let me find it. <laughs> you guys can access also the special offer by going to beyondordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill18, or maybe even go back to where um, we're listening to this call from, and that'll take you to that same page. And give me a second. Let me share my desktop here. And I thought I had it opened and Look at me, I do not.
1: <laughs> That's okay. Well, You'll get it.
0: Give me a second and I'll find it here. And I'll take away these chats.
1: I think you did it. I did. Yeah.
0: Okay. So here's the special offer, guys. And again, at the top, show.com forward slash Jill18. We'll take it to that page. And let me take away this other little thing here. You put it at top. Huh? There we go. And... Let's go to the special offer, Jill, The Afterlife rebuild.
1: Yes. Okay. So I was asked by my team to share a brand new series. This hasn't been shared anywhere else yet until now. Um, I was also, and I didn't know this at the time, I had time built in my schedule over the last two weeks to, if you will, create and upload from my team, right, this information. And it turned out from a schedule standpoint that this information the entire series was created today on the day of this interview wow i know so it's it couldn't be more fresh everybody everybody um i'm still sort of buzzing from what came through the other thing that i love that we did this time john because because there are some of these um some of the foundational truths that that my audience that I already hang with that they already know, they did this really cool thing where we had an introduction, which is recording number one. And then they asked me, they meaning me, because our team is our eternal self, right? They asked me to put together, like, I think it was five videos of other information I've shared elsewhere, to get everybody that same level of the baseline information, and then we added to it. So those that are brand new to my work, have never heard me before, but are somehow res- resonating maybe with what we're doing right now, they will have like, okay, I feel up to speed that, oh my God, that's huge. This is big. Let me, let me simmer in this idea for a moment. And then the series is right there. And for those that are already connected with my work, they're not getting the repeat information. We're starting from fresh in the new. So it's, it's really, I love it that we did it this way.
0: I love that you did it this way. Also, and I know your previous offerings have been really dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people and their expansion oh, and their awareness yeah. and kind of changes that show up in their life. Why do you think this one is this different, and what's why is it distinct from the other amazing courses yeah. that you've offered before?
1: This one was. I was ready to to hear, if you will, and and better receive what they were trying to show me in terms of the importance of your eternal self energy and your human consciousness and how they create that bridge of light. Some people think of that bridge as um, a conscious human to an unconscious human or the bridge is their human consciousness or their divine self to the afterlife. And that isn't really a complete bridge of light. It it can feel like progress, but there's an even better bridge. (laughs) And this is the one between the eternal self, which is beyond time. It's beyond space. And then the other end of that bridge that they describe so beautifully is you. It's your humanness, your one. And that is, as we talked about, highly affected by the filter of your human consciousness. So this what we call a bridge of light within is just like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, of course, there, there we go. mean it's like, it's like the Holy Grail kind of thing. It just, it feels so satisfying, because it helps so many pieces fit together. And it does help our eternal light flow more freely into our humanness, without sure. the distortions beyond the noise beyond the you know, what we make so hard on ourselves, there's just this beautiful bypass, where those types of um, friction levels that we have within ourselves, they don't matter as much. They're not really blocking your light. But we we act as if they are right and the past lives and all the there's so many things that we get really, really wrapped up in uh, Well, in order to be my light, I have to Know my past lives. I have to know what I didn't fix in the last life to know in this life. Well, that's not true. Okay. All right. Uh, well, in my in order to fully access my eternal self, I need to, you know, be able to connect with my team. I need to be able to channel. I need to be able to know what my team wants me to do. There's just so. There's a really silly list there that isn't even real. So in this series, we we help sort of make you more. Well, yeah. Isis is like let me say it. We help you be more clear about what matters for anyone who wants to be living eternal light. You deserve that.
0: And I'm taking that in and and you got me being clear about what truly matters.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it... In the there's there's nine recordings in the special offer. Like I said, they're so fresh in my mind, because we just did them today. Um, there's the intro, there's different levels. Um, Jesus and Mary come through together in I think two of them. Um, Mother Mary shares in one of them. Jesus shares alone in one. Metatron comes through in one of the, the last three messages. I think it's recording number eight. Um, Isis comes through, I think it's in recording number two. We are so well supported in this series. And what we also talk about in the intro is let your eternal self, your eternal self be part of the energies and vibration of what you are receiving. As if your eternal self is saying, Hey, psst, I love you. I'd like you yeah. to know this and consider it for yourself. So I, I love how well designed this is. I love how holistic it is, John, in terms of really big picture and extremely actionable, watch out for this, watch out for that. If you still think that's true, this is how it's going to trip you up. And the connection, um, the experience, the connective experience of the afterlife and the powerful role that it plays in our humanness and the ability to look forward, if you will, in the afterlife still within linear time and have a flash of what that's like and what will help us there, perfectly mirrors what helps us be our light here. It's a it's a hand-in-hand match. Mm. So good. Wow,
0: <sighs> the profound liberation in all of this, oh, and even yes. again, as Isis came through and shared her awareness mm. again. You know, it's, it's where have I played and, and the innocence of what I knew is true, mm. and the simplicity of it, in these other realms as part of meeting other people and if you will, in their sandbox, the plan is, and then wondering, you know, and then going off by myself, it's like, well, this is wonderful. It's great to play in it and it's super expansive and I can carry the conversation very well. Um, and if you will hang with people in, in the game, Yeah. Um, but then when you're by yourself, it's like, and it's so much more simpler than that. And why do these things even matter? And and I wonder how many people on this call, how many of you all have had that experience also? It's like, cool, my past life. And yeah, I got to talk about that. And yeah, maybe I'm a Pleiadian or an Andromedan or from this place or that place. And wonderful, all those boxes to try on those Halloween costumes and go out trick or treating. At the end of the day, does it even really matter? It's what's the truth of the truth of the truth?
1: And, you know, related to starseed identity and things like that, I remember getting really excited about my connection (coughs) with the Palladians and with Beta Centauri, which isn't apparently as common. And I remember feeling like, oh, I'm a starseed. It felt like a really big upgrade from feeling like you were just human, right? So I know what that can feel like. And then I remember my team saying, Now, you know, that a star system is still within space. I'm like, Oh, that's true. That's right. And, and they were like, there's, so there's more, right? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) the eternal self, as I somehow knew it at my soul level, and as my Jill was beyond time and beyond space. So why was I, uh, so aligned with this idea that I'm from a star system, that is not only within time, it's also within space. So then I said, Well, then what, what is my connection (laughs) to Beta Centauri, and the Pleiadian star system, if I'm not from there, and they said, well, you're from the all that is, which is omnipresent, there's nowhere it isn't. And it's not a time so there's no old soul, new soul at the at the true level of the eternal self. And I'm like, you guys are rocking my world, like, just tell me what <laughs> tell me what it is. What is my connection to these star systems? And they said star systems are gateways between realities. They're yes. they're entry points kind of like a kind of like a customs uh, booth at a certain airport between countries. It's you do have an affiliation with it, but that doesn't mean you're from there. Your eternal self isn't from aware. It's it's at permanently, not just from. It always is at. And you know,
0: it, it just is. It
1: it is. And it's hard even to put a just in front of it, is isn't it? It's omnipresent. There's nowhere it isn't. And there's no time it isn't. It's man, it's a mind bender in a super fun way, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just breaking into that, then In that business, what perspective do we want to choose? Yes,
1: exactly. So I don't hold back in the series and I do want to make sure people understand that I'm not gonna treat you as a kindergartner to your mastery because that's not how I know you. I know you as a as an energy field that brought your mastery with you, and everything I do is treating you as the master, the master that you are, the master of light, the master of love that you came here as. So to some that have never worked with it with a teacher or messenger, or, you know, alongside somebody like that, it feels very different. Um, And I hear consistently that people like you said, are so liberated by this approach, because I come across so many people and I was this way when I first became activated. I'm like, why aren't they treat? I mean, why do they want me to start at kindergarten, they act as if I need to know all these things, when I'm already accessing my gifts. I'm already accessing my source energy so why would I need all this information? And my team was like you don't. That's just how they do it. And I'm like, well who's going to treat us as the masters that we are? And they were like, how about you? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I can I could I'm I'm up. I can do that, right? I'm willing to do that. Um but it is very counter to what most people have experienced and it's extremely liberating because we're activating the light of source energy that you have always been will always be and have access to right now,
0: right? And it's what I alluded to—not alluded to, directly said during the call. It's a—it's you bring us directly into the light,
1: the uh, light of self,
0: right? Not, not even a light
1: outside of fire. you. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, Jill, let's let's go through these recordings one by yes. one because there's okay. two, guys, there's two packages in the offer. Package B includes the private session with Jill. And I guess let's go a little bit backwards, Still, When people go into a private session with you, um, first of all, we have a certain amount that you can offer because of your scheduling. How many of those, how many minutes um, will those sessions be?
1: The way that I did it, I love choices. I love free will and honoring your free will. The way that I did it with the package that has the private sessions, you basically get a coupon code that's worth a 30-minute session, which is normally worth $115 And it's much less than that in terms of the difference of the the two options that you can see. So it's a huge discount from my normal pricing, which is cool. And I I love to be generous, (laughs) right? So what you get in that is that you can get the 30 minutes and not pay anything additional when you actually book your session, or you can apply that coupon code to a 60-minute session if you want to. A 60-minute session, obviously, there's more time. Whenever somebody says, I wish I booked another session, it's always that they wish they would have booked an hour. Now we're good. I've been doing this long enough and and your team is awesome. They can't wait to talk to you. My team is good at how we help clarify things. We can get a lot done in 30 minutes and I've had many people that are like, oh, I'm so glad I booked with you. They're not thinking I wish I had more time. But to 60 minutes, if if you're willing to do it and you have the budget and the means to do it, I don't think you'll regret it. We record every session I have from the very beginning, because I know that what comes through, it's a very unusual reading. You are hearing I share for the first one third of every session. And what I start out with is what your team wants you to know. And you know where they start out with How freaking awesome you are. (laughs) Who doesn't need to hear that, right? So we start off with so many fundamental, like you are a rock star and here's why, right? So then what happens is then the the next two thirds is whatever questions the client wants to ask. And it happens very often that the client says, I, you answered all of these questions and you didn't even know what they were. So, yay, this is cool. Or they say things like these questions don't even matter, given what I've now heard. So it's a it's a liberation session, it's a sovereignty <laughs> activation. It's 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 I love my work. I love helping my fellow humans know the light of source that they are. I will do that for as long as I'm allowed to. I oh love it.
0: it. I I don't know. It's based on my experience. <laughs> With you and all those sessions I've had with you, is there ever a session that you don't well up in or cry in? Because everyone that we've had, <laughs> I've, I've experienced
1: that. <laughs> <clears throat> there are sessions where I'm able to hold it together. There are definitely, you know, there's a softness. There's so
0: much <throat> shining there's, there's <clears throat> through you, and then you build <laughs> the energies of the guides, whether it's yeah. Mother Mary or Jesus or whoever happens to come through. It's that benevolence. Yeah. And what you carry, I don't know how you don't get overwhelmed every session.
1: I used to at the very beginning. I and I'm an ugly crier and I can't talk when I'm (laughs) crying that hard. So I remember saying to my team, like, I've got to figure this out because I'm making them uncomfortable. I mean, I love what's coming through, but no one wants to sit there and watch me fall apart. And they and they just explained to me that, you know, this level of, of source energy, it's you're new to it. So your human wiring and human energy fields haven't quite acclimated. To this level of love, this level of grace, this level of wisdom. So, but you'll get there. So I said to my team, I don't want to keep crying in every session. So if you talk to people that were doing readings with me in 2009, 2010, <clears throat> they'll be like, "Yeah, she used to cry a lot." <laughs> I'm I'm uh-huh. much more expanded in in my Jillness now to handle the vastness of the love and the wisdom and insight and encouragement and clarity. That the team offers but there are times when i feel it more as my human joe where i soften in that way of just like okay i felt that like ooh, you know yeah
0: i love that again it's, it's so special so again that's the second package guys and again it's a special offer to work with joe one-on-one plus everything that's in package a which is 177 dollars. and by the way both of these have a 2 payment <laughs> option as you can see here on the screen And again, Jill, take us through just one more time through the various recordings. Okay.
1: Okay. So recording number one is a beautiful connection experience, a beautiful introduction. It's a wonderful primer for what the series offers. And you guys, even if you don't get, even if you're not, you don't act quickly and you're not able to get package B, package A with the core materials, I feel, I sense that you will absolutely love it. Okay, so even if you don't do the private session, I highly encourage you to at least consider session a because what we did alongside your eternal self, I feel is so special. And so now and so next level, really pushing the level of human consciousness, not just individually, but for the planet. I, I feel like you're really gonna love it. Okay, so in recording one, the connection experience and in the introduction helps sort of prime our human brains, our human egos, which is just the storyteller, and sort of uh, acclimate our entire level of energy, energy fields within ourselves, to more fully receive all this amazing information that comes through in the following recording. So you can see recording one is just 13 minutes. And for those of you that are new to my work, you'll see when you actually purchase the package, there's a link to we call it introductory materials. And there's, I think, five excuse me, five videos that are there for you that we do encourage you to go experience first before you go to recording number two. Okay, now in recording number two, I mean, just think about this, how to transcend the afterlife. Like ISIS did not hold back (laughs) in in recording number two and the clarity and the sense of, okay, that's good. Now, some of us have really questioning minds. So some of us are, are going to have our own sort of not turmoil, but uh, sort of like, well, what about this? And what about that? That's why we have the bonus Q&A call, which is in early April. So you have time to go through the series as many times as you want. And, you know, ruminate as your as your human consciousness, what what else you want covered, and we'll cover it, we'll add it to the series in that Q&A. Because you guys ask amazing questions. This is a very savvy group. And we benefit from where your mind goes in this. So recording number two, how to transcend the afterlife, that one's a little bit longer, 45 minutes, you'll probably feel time stopping at one point in the series or more. Um, So that that one is super yummy. In recording number three, the bridge of light is where Jesus alongside Mary Magdalene help introduce this idea of what do we mean by the bridge of light? Why does it matter? How, how does it work? And how you can live it, and what it means uh, for you personally in your humanness and the connection that you are inherently to your eternal self. Okay. John, can you scroll down to recording number four for me? (coughs) Thank you, sir. Okay, so recording number four, Jesus actually showed us how he was able to reappear after his death to Mary Magdalene. Wow. So he describes it from his angle. Mary Magdalene describes it from her perspective and her experience. Mother Mary comes in and explains why she couldn't see him, even though he was um, available to be seen by her. So the lessons uh, between Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary in that is a very nice kind of counterbalance of, uh, what happens when we're not in the frame of reference or of our eternal energies, we we miss out on gifts of light gifts of magic, um, gifts of mystery, etc, the supernatural in general. So it was very she was very open and honest and loving and uh, very, I want to say reflective. Um, so that was beautiful. And they also even went to the next level in that section of what we may want to do, when we are done in our humanness and our afterlife experience, when we are re re fully restored as our human consciousness with our eternal self, how we may want to uh, reappear, if you will, as are the one that we were here to certain loved ones, how we would do it, and what would be required on the receiving end, um, in order to be seen. It's fascinating, John. Absolutely fascinating. Not as spiritual masturbation, not as mental masturbation, but in actual like why does this matter? What does this tell us? What does this tell us about the eternal light that we are? Nice. Yeah. Okay, recording 5. <laughs> this one, we took a we took a bit of a a, a different tack here. And they, they really were like, okay, Jill, hang on for this one. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? And they were like, this is the part that some people love and some people don't like at all, uh, but we have to include it. So we call it ripping off the curtain because it's a bit of an expose in many ways of this false construct of spirit guides, of soul, of higher self, and how that gets in the way and distracts us from accessing our true eternal self energies that are beyond space beyond time. And they go into very specific details about what to look out for. Um, They also go into situations of Handing off your authority. Sorry, my voice. I'm starting to get tired from all the recordings today, aren't I? (laughs) My throat is like, Jill, there's only so much talking we can do today. (laughs) We're good. We're good. We'll we'll make it through. I'll sound like Demi Moore, and I love her. (laughs) Um, So, this option that we have for really self awareness of, of some of us that maybe get a lot of readings, keep asking somebody to tell us what to do with our lives. We may be pretending that our higher self has a better plan for us than we do, or we may be feeling like a remote-controlled car. <clears throat> and if we could just get the right message or connect with our teams, and we would be clearly told what to do. And they just rip off the whole curtain of that, like, okay, this is this is how it really works. It was refreshing and scary. And they, we do, I love how it came through in terms of sort of comforting those that have felt like, well, I, I don't have the authority to just decide what I want to do with my life. You know, you, you're missing, you're, uh, you're misreading me from someone who who's capable of this, I don't know what I'm doing. And they really help reset the human energy field, so that you are more capable of facing the natural uncertainties we face in this reality, with your authority, with your sovereignty intact, and alongside your eternal self vibrations.
0: Oh my God, Jill, just you saying that is an activation so all big. by itself. So I can imagine how much deeper you go into it because again, just that awareness. So big. that, right?
1: And that one surprised me too. <laughs> a lot of this surprised me, but that one definitely did because <laughs> it was, I was about to record number five and then uh, I think I got some lunch or something to take a little break. And Jesus said, you remember in the intro, by the way, even just the intro of the, uh, invitation to materials, what they call the copy, the marketing copy, that is activating. <laughs> as I was proofing the sales page from with your admin the other day, I was like, God, I'm activated even just reading this. I didn't realize how nicely it flowed. I don't plan that stuff as human gel. It is coming from my eternal self. Um, Jesus said, Do you remember when we used the term ripping off the curtain? And I was like, I do remember that. He said, Well, it's time to do it now. Start recording number five. And I was like, <laughs> Oh god, oh god, here we go.
0: <laughs> so it begins. All right, so, so we get begin to re- and I know your voice is going out, so we'll be <laughs> will be a little assert on this, but it's okay. amazing. Like- <clears throat> in okay.
1: recording in recording number six, there's another layer of practicality. For living that bridge of light that Mary and Jesus so beautifully introduced every day and how that expansion happens. And it's just it feels so because now, in, especially in recordings one through five, there's a sense of, okay, I'm starting sort of kind of getting the flow of this. And then recording number six is a bit more of a, okay, let's make it real. Let's let's make sure it's not just what I call spiritual masturbation, not just ideas that you Talk about that you actually can apply it in your life. What does this mean for us? So recording number six does that. Uh, okay. Love it. <clears throat> so then I thought I was done, to be honest with you. After recording number six, I thought we got it. And they were like, wait, no, hang on. We need a special message for those who often face self-doubt and or have a pattern of handing over their authority and not trusting themselves. And I was like, Oh, I see that every day <laughs> in my in a lot of my clients. So yes, that sounds good. So we did that one. That's a quicker 19 minutes. And then they said, let's also do a special, a special message for those who do trust themselves. And that one feels good, too. So even for those of you that are that decide to go forward with special offer here, no matter which category you fit in, make sure you listen to both. Because there's something very Uh, empowering and enlightening and maybe even humorous and activating about both of those, no matter which group you feel like you're a part of. Okay. And then recording number nine, again, I thought I was done after recording number eight. (laughs) And then they said, you know how we often hear from people, like they are not seen by a certain person in their life. And they're sort of Uh, their life will be complete when somebody affirms the light of God that they are, or sees them in this more soulful way. You know how we hear that all the time, Jill? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, please, please, Jill, include recording number nine, which is another special special message being seen here. And again, just a quick 13 minutes, but it's so refreshing. And just so like, it's again, just another level of liberation, because I think we underestimate how much energy we spend trying to be seen by others.
0: Yes, we do. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) I know that one well. And then we have a bonus also. So there's a live Q&A.
1: Yeah. So on April 6th, we will host a live Q&A call where any of the questions that you still have related to the series can be asked and send them in an email. And we give instructions for this. Excuse me. To send me instructions for the, in the, uh, email to me with your question and of course we can't get to all the questions but I have found over the years that the teams do a wonderful job uh, picking great Q&A questions because they're all good but really great questions that tend to to invite a whole other level of the materials that make it even more actionable, even more whole and complete. And it's I love how that's where I feel more of the partnership between my team and in your teams. It's really fun. So I love that part too.
0: Wonderful. So this is great. Again, all of this guys is included for $177. This is package A by itself. Uh, you can click on the buy now button it'll take it to the shopping cart. Super easy checkout process and you can choose a two payment <clears throat> option as well. And then of course with the group session or with the private session with Jill, uh, add to the package. You'll get everything plus that coupon for the group session for, or, I'm sorry, the private session, uh, that you can also add another 30 minutes with the discount code for Jill and all this is $267, again, with a two-payment option also. So take advantage of that. And if you're not sure how to access the page, if you go to the um, – oh, I love it, Zamara. Thank you. Zamara already booked the – or Tom, sorry. Yeah. He's already booked the session. Um, but again, if you go to the group chat, I included a link for how to get to the special offer again. And I'll repeat it. It's <clears throat> com forward slash Jill 18. And it will take it to that same page. And I'm going to stop sharing the screen here and take us back to our screen, Jill. And, um, how are you feeling for the activation? Do you still have voice for it?
1: I do. I mean, I'll make a voice for this. (laughs) How about that? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And it'll be pretty quick, but I would say small, but mighty. Okay. I encourage everybody to relax your body. Close your eyes. You did this. You helped get us to a level of human consciousness that humanity had not been until now. You were clear in the Galactic Council experiences as your human consciousness and as as your Galactic Council representation which you may not feel connected to and you don't have to feel connected to it. It is real. You assist in this process of what you feel you need to feel more fully, more completely, the eternal light of source energy that you are. You help decide what that means to you and what that can mean for all humans. Sense of peace, sense of joy, feelings of liberation, creativity, even productivity, using time more wisely, saving your money on things that don't matter, that are just spiritual masturbation and gymnastics, helping you focus on the light of source that you are, always will be, have always been, and were possibly only pretending that you weren't. We see you as the master that you are We help you connect to the eternal self energy that you are We celebrate the fact that you chose to have a human representative of your team to assist the human race in embodying the light of source that it is And we thank you for that We know it can feel like a sacrifice We honor you as your human And we upgrade, you upgrade the human experience in that process. So in this activation, we say thank you for being the participant in light on Earth. And thank you for bringing with you such savviness that materials like this and conversations like this can happen now on Earth because of you. Thank
0: you. Oh, beautiful, Jill.
1: That was Isis. That was, like, uh, high five.
0: I love, oh, I love all the guides. It's And I love Isis. Oh yeah. my God. You can feel the power yeah. and the love at the same time, simultaneously.
1: Oof.
0: So amazing. Uh, I want to ask you a question before we leave. You guys yes. don't want to hang up until Jill answers this. <laughs> I do. I promise, and and maybe it's a question for you as well. Each one of you
1: mm. listening. Um, I the
0: oh. All right, what's going on here?
1: Sorry, Was that you? my daughter Sorry. has my phone. We took her phone away because she was making some bad choices. So she has my phone and she interacts with FaceTime. So when she gets a FaceTime call, it rings on my computer. I apologize, everybody. Real life happening here at the Feeler Household. I
0: was, was going to find some So before we get into my question for Jill. and again, it's, it's a question for each one of us, and I'm going to really sit in my own question as well. Um, and find my truth in it. But before we go there, I want to let you know the replay will take a little while to render on video Mm -hmm. and we will put that up on the replay page. We'll also put an audio link up so that you can listen if you're driving or if that's a preferred form for you um, for the replay. And so watch out for the replay link. We'll send that out in an email or you can access the replays by going to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash replays. So that'll come out. And of course, the special offer of Jill, you know where to find it. I put the link in the chat box, but just in case, you can click on the link from the live page where you're listening to the call from, or you can get there by going to beyondtheordinaryshow.com forward slash Jill18. So Jill, if you had, if your awareness, and, and I'll just, I'll be presumptuous, your awareness of that you didn't have to come back. The distortion didn't lead you back, but you had an awareness to come back. Why did you choose to come back?
1: I love humanity enough that I care about them having the truth. Hmm. Because free will doesn't mean as much if you don't have the clarity to make the broader set of choices. And with so many distortions in this reality, free will is compromised. And I don't like that. It bothers me enough, where I am here, as my Jill, talking with you, sharing with you, offering you another perspective of my eternal self, and I would, I would say your eternal self, so that you have the wider range of view to choose consciously the light that you are while you are alive. Hmm.
0: Beautiful, thank you, and I can feel that in you.
1: Hmm.
0: And, and I anticipated a version of what you said uh, to be spoken and just thank you so much. I see that so hmm. gracefully streaming through you and, and the clarity that I can share. Um, through my own filter and I see it for so many of us here or actually everybody on this call mm. and again, once we are no longer ignorant but what choices do we decide to make exactly and, and Eden asked me this question um, back in November it was um, during Thanksgiving break if you can live in this place of utopia and no suffering and mm. expansion um, and knowing that you were evolving about the distortions that you're limited to here in this 3d reality or if you had the opportunity to take that awareness and come back down and and help to alleviate that distortion in others what would you choose and that's a question i want to leave all of you with for me it's like i'm here i obviously chose this Mm -hmm. i don't feel like i got distorted into this um I think many of us had that awareness of that distortion, chill. Mm-hmm. And again, you helping to enlighten that for us in that, to help us take us out of our own confusion mm-hmm. that we manipulate ourselves into um, and to shine us back into our power again, to radiate that wisdom into our illuminated essence. Um, it's a gift that you bring on each and every interaction that I have with you. And I know mm-hmm. that other people share with you either through the courses, through one-on-ones with you, the retreats that you lead, or in friendship and relationship with you, in that way, um, we do it in so many different ways, guys. And, and Jill, I want to honor you, and bow mm-hmm. to you, and Namaste um, for what you do and how you do it. So much love.
1: Thank you so much, John. I I want to say thank you to your audience for their also obviously signing up for a for a human journey and. I hope that you find what I have found, which is that our human journeys get more pleasant, they are more blissful, and we feel more on purpose and more empowered when we have the, the deeper information, the, the timeless truths in a series like this to choose more wisely. Because I do believe all of us are doing the best we can with what we know. And when we know better, we do better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So grateful to you, Jill. Thank you so much for being on tonight for agreeing to do the video call. Thank you. And everyone on this call, thank you all. Oh, my God. Namaste Mm. to each and every one of you. And it's with that that I send you all a huge hug, all of my love, and look forward to seeing you on the next call. Have a great night. (laughs) and <laughs>